Welcome to the CXR channel, our premier podcast for talent acquisition and talent management. Listen in as the CXR community discusses a wide range of topics focused on attracting, engaging, and retaining the best talent. We're glad you're here. Welcome, everybody, to another CXR podcast. I'm super excited today to bring to you another quick chat that you can do on your treadmill. Uh, we'll probably be done uh, before you're done with your run or your walk, or, or if you're like me, maybe you, when the podcast is over, you just turn off the treadmill. Uh, but today, we're excited to have with us Joe Shaker, Jr. Uh, he is our guest for this week's podcast. He is the president of Shaker Recruitment Marketing. Joe, welcome welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the show. How are you? Good to be here. Oh, always good to see you. So, uh, we, interestingly enough, we had a, a podcast last week uh, where we sat down and talked about the impact of the George, George Floyd tragedy with the impact of the pandemic and it, uh, on college recruiting, right? And, and how yeah. that actually, did, did it change things for good? Or are we just seeing sort of the pendulum is, is swinging and sort of staying high for a little while until we expect it to come back and things to return to new normal or regular normal, or the old normal or whatever the normal is going to be. Uh, so we thought we'd shake it up a little bit, no pun intended, uh, and, and ask you, what are you seeing from a recruitment marketing standpoint with, with those same things? But before we jump in, I want to yeah. ask you what I ask every one of our guests. I'm asking you for the escalator pitch of who the hell is Joe Shaker and, and why do we care what you have to say? Chris, I got to tell you, I don't get out that often anymore, especially nowadays. So the chance to be able to just even talk um, uninterrupted, I'm, I'll go as quick as I possibly can. Um, Excited to be here today, and thanks for everyone for joining in and um, with your jog uh, as you're listening to this podcast today. Um, President Shaker Recruitment Marketing. Um, I've been doing recruitment marketing my whole entire life, so I won't tell you how many years um, because you'll know the exact age. But I can tell you from being a young lad growing up in this business, circling, circling newspaper ads and getting paid in jelly beans, um, to obviously uh, running the organization today. Um, all that I've ever done is recruitment marketing position. Um, so excited to be here today. Um, I'm also the proud father of three uh, amazing children, Lillian, Marion, and Joey the third. So um, two beautiful girls and my son, uh, seven, five, and three. Wow, good stuff. Well, Joe, uh, I, I don't get paid in jelly beans kind of threw me for a loop. I'm wondering <laughs> now if there's going to be some sort of investigation, but let, let me ask you, let's jump in. Tell me about uh, tell me about what you're seeing, what your organization is seeing, and why everybody should care with regards to, to the impact of the last year or so on, on recruitment marketing. Sure. So clearly, right, I mean, like every, all businesses, right, have been impacted some way, shape, or form positively, right, or negatively um, from COVID. Um, I've been arguing, right, for a long time, right, this war for talent and the shift in emphasis on how hard it is to find talent across the board, right, across all industries, across all locations has been emphasized due to COVID. Um, Pre-COVID, we always been talking about this war for talent that was coming, right? You had this baby boomer generation that was gonna be retiring, um, not enough people to replace it. And personally, I think kind of one of the impacts that COVID had was it forced that group out of, out of the workforce faster um, and all at once. Um, and what we're seeing and what we're feeling now is organizations are starting to come back online in this mass hiring and surges. There's just clearly not enough people to fill those jobs. Um, I will tell too, Chris, an interesting statistic we had. Um, Glassdoor gave a presentation to all the agencies just last week from an economy perspective. And they showed this statistic that I thought was alarming was if everyone, got a, everyone that was unemployed got a job today, 
and the amount of job postings stayed consistent, there'd be still a two to three million shortage. And wow. one of the other things too, if you think about it, right, if companies start hiring, um, they're going to probably produce more jobs, right? Because they're going to start to be more productive. So I even think, right, and they were even kind of extrapolating that out if businesses could get to uh, full functioning status, right? They'd be producing more products, filling more jobs. So that number could even grow significantly. And so what are some positives though I'm seeing uh, from COVID is that there's now an emphasis on top attraction. Um, we for so long have been talking about, right? Clients need an appropriate budget. I'll say similar to, right? Like their friends and counterparts in the marketing departments. Um, they're finally now getting attention from the C-suite, from the CEOs, from the CMOs saying, we have to not just put a little bit of dollars here towards town attraction. Like we have to make a significant um, budget here and looking at what we're doing to drive applications and then how we, how we converting them. And I don't have to think, I think a word that is very known to yourself. And of course, Jerry, right? Candidate experience is so important. Right. And it was before it was a, it was a nice to have. This is a must to have. And if you don't treat your candidates well and get back to them quickly, you can spend all the money in the world on marketing. They're not going to convert. Well, and I agree, Joe. I think that what we said, Jerry and I said this when when all of this work at home was starting and, you know, we, we saw sort of what was happening about a year or so ago. We said, if it wasn't obvious before that you had to have invested in candidate experience, it now is the time to double down because how the employees are treated and how the candidates are treated during this period of time is going to determine how you come out of this. How your employees are treated, how you're going to come out of it. Are you seeing anybody, if you don't want to out them, that's okay. But are you seeing anybody who's actually kind of done that? They've sort of doubled down and they're, and they're beginning to come out of this in a more favorable way than a lot of the others that we're seeing are are struggling. So you're seeing, I think the, well, the ones that are doing it well, right. Are looking, I think, without naming names, but are automating you know, the candidate process. And so looking at using technology, right? For a lot of times people, there's excuse, we can't get back to candidates within an SLA of within an hour. And we can't hire enough recruiters. And sure that was valid in terms of you can't just have enough recruiters to personally respond to every single candidate, right? That sure. submits an application. But you can now with technology. There's a lot of smart companies, right? That have come out and that have innovated in the space. Um, and so if you invest in the right solutions, those candidates can get in real time, right? Notification of whether or not we should move them through the process or not. And then automatically schedule them, right? Why should they sit there and wait in a queue? If you got a nurse that has the certifications, why are you letting he or she sit any longer than 30 minutes? Get them in there, right? Get them into the hospital um, and at least get them through an interview process. So I think the candidates that invested in that, and we've had some clients, right, that did it even, I'll say pre-COVID, are benefiting, right, from being able to just from expediency perspective, um, get back to those candidates in real time. And so they're getting paid dividends on that because they're not losing people in the shuffle. And then I think, you know, the other part though to it, it's not just technology, it's being authentic, right? What is truly, right, when you talk about employer branding, um, what is your employment value proposition is who you are. And if you spent the time either pre-COVID or in current state to say, this is what it's like to work here, um, you're not only going to obviously bring in the right candidates and the right fit, but I mean, the key to this whole thing is retention. And that's kind of set in the, st- in the stage of de- defining that employment value proposition and in the journey. Well, Joe, did, as, a, as a solution provider, right, as a services provider, did, was, was your organization, your company, uh, your business hit 
the same as say, you know, any of our member companies, uh, right? With the same issue of employment and then the struggle for talent. And then, they, yeah. did you have the same challenges? Yeah, I mean, I jokingly always say like, right? Um, I'm my own worst client. Um, so we've, we've grown though. I'm very proud of the fact that, you know, year over year, um, we've grown over 60%. So I'm doing a good job. So it's good to see that I can recruit uh, myself as well. Um, bringing in the right fit um, employees to help obviously respond to our clients' needs. But yeah, I'm not immune to the own difficulties in our own client space um, in bringing in obviously talent to be able to respond to the need that's going on in the industry. Yeah, the solution space is kind of an interesting different animal. Like as, as you know, Jerry and I work mostly obviously with the practitioners and the leaders that are on actually the, the talent side of that, the corporate side yep. of that. And we just recently, uh, a couple of weeks ago, we were out at HR Tech. And the phenomenal uh, difference between the number of employers that said, yes, my team can go, and the number of vendors or solution providers that said, yes, my team will go, sure. uh, was very, very different. It was, I mean, there was a very, very um, uh, obvious difference between how many employers were there normally versus yep. how many, the, the ratio of employer to vendor. For sure. Uh, so it's, it's kind of an interesting shift. Agreed. And I mean, and you have to, and I think one of the things too, that's coming out of this is, I mean, it's even in the, how you treat your own employees, but we have to be flexible, right? And it's also, I keep saying, it's not what we want, it's what they want, right? And who it is that your target and who it is that the candidates are looking for and responding to what they are looking for, not necessarily, right? What, what we or what my clients want. Um, so we have to kind of switch, I think, the mindset. And again, I think that's something that's going to maintain for the foreseeable future, right? I don't think it's something that COVID brought on, um, but I don't think it's gonna kind of change anytime soon. Yeah. Well, let me ask you, I'll ask you one more question. And Jerry and I have kind of been talking about this. And I think he started something in one of our members forums with regards, because of your exposure with regards to job boards. Yep. Have you have you seen a different trend or uptick on that side of the house uh, because of the pandemic or because of every just everybody just trying to scramble to get out of, uh, you know, out of the trouble that they're in trying to attract talent? Yeah. So I would tell you, right, I mean, clearly, I mean, job boards themselves, just like our employers, right, traffic is not going up, right? So people aren't just flocking to the likes of Indeed and Glassdoor and, um, sorry, Stephen, I see you have a college recruiter, right? Um, yeah, the, the traffic to the sites, right, is not increasing. But it's also not plummeting, right? You, you can have what you have called this great resignation with everyone just saying, I'm willing to leave an employer that's also not looking for work. Um, so in order for someone to leave, right, someone has to obviously say that they're looking for opportunities. So there is obviously traffic. They, job boards are producing applications. You just have to manage it efficiently and effectively. And I would also say you can't just rely just on job sites. We also have to go fish where other people aren't fishing. And so I think one of the things, too, that you're starting to see is there's even just a bigger um, emphasis around talent attraction. It's also bringing a lot of eyes to the likes of Facebook and Google, and we see what everyone's doing in terms of their getting their interest is obviously increasing. So as job boards are innovating and coming out with new solutions, other media sites, right, are also saying, hey, there's ways in which we can drive applications. And it's that balance of using, yes, the, I'll call it the traditional job sites um, efficiently and effectively, and then also putting your ads out to other places outside of the job sites to bring in, quote, unquote, those passive, which we'll refer to as impulsive candidates, that will bring in the quantity as well as the quality of the applications that you're looking for. Nice. Well, Joe, look, if you, if you leave us with one parting thought on how we, we do our best to sort of come out of this as employers, 
yeah. uh, to our listeners, what, what would you tell them? I mean, something I always say, it's just, you got to look at it from a, in a trifecta perspective and develop the message, um, you know, make your message authentic and truthful. So there is, obviously you have to invest in the employment brand, build the right strategy to bring in those applications. And then ultimately, right, look at that conversion and don't just go all tech. Don't just go all media. Don't just go all brand. It is a balance, right, between the T, between the three um, that ultimately will allow you to, I think, successfully win against this war for talent. Nice. And then you got to have fun, right, Chris? I mean, you, know, you got to have fun. We all, what, what are we, we doing do, here if we're not having fun? Right, That's 100%. Great. And I think it's great to help companies succeed and help people find jobs. So we all know how special our industry is. And there's not ever, I don't think in my life, is ever big in a bigger emphasis than it is right now. Good stuff. Well, thanks, Joe. We really appreciate the insight and your expertise, man. Thanks for being on the show. Hey, thanks for having me, Chris. Good seeing you. You got it. Uh, for those of us who are going to dial in next week, you know you want to. Uh, I think it's November 2nd. We're going to have Chris Foreman on. He is the CEO and founder of AppCast. We've known that guy for an awful long time. Uh, but he's going to talk about hiring management platforms and job marketplaces and how they're starting to sort of converge and what that might mean for you as an employer in the space. So until then, we'll see everybody online in the community. And uh, thanks again, Joe. We enjoyed having you. Thanks for listening to the CXR channel. Please subscribe to CXR on your favorite podcast resource and leave us a review while you're at it. Learn more about CXR at our website, cxr.works, facebook.com and twitter.com slash career crossroads and on Instagram at career X roads. We'll catch you next time. Oh,